Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you, Father, for tonight, for what you want to do. Thank you, Father, for the leadership of Brother Jordan and where this group is going. Thank you, Father, that this is... Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, this is... uh, uh, Glory to God. This is the hour and this is the group and this is the time where... uh, uh, to, to move out in some things. Uh, we, we've wanted it, we've, we've hungered for it, and we've, we've prayed about it, and we've desired it, but now's the time, and this is the group, Father, that I know. I know that you got to move out into some things. Move out in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Move out into the, the ministry of your power. Move out, Father. This is the time. This is the time. This is the group. And I thank you, Father. I know they're hungry for it. They're ready. So, so in the days and weeks to come, learn to yield to it. Learn to yield to it. Learn to yield to the compassion and the leading of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Whew. Well, I could probably just flow like that for a while, probably all night if I didn't uh, pull it in here. So, <clears throat> glory to God. Well, you know, I appreciate all those kind words Brother Jordan said, but the bottom line is, is you know, yeah, there's a call of God on my life to do some things, but the thing is, is the same principles apply. What I'm doing to get there is the same things you got to do to get there. Well, your calling's different than mine. Mine's different from yours. But it, nobody's any less or greater. The thing is, you just got to do what God's called you to do. You got to do what God's called you to do. And we're going to talk about the key to that tonight. And uh, <clears throat> Brother Jordan's been talking to us about about Jesus and about who He is. And you know, a lot of people think they know, and a lot of people act like they know, and a lot of people, you know, even read their Bible and maybe don't know the real Jesus. Kind of like Pastor said, with the real Jesus, please stand up. You know, see a lot of imposters out there, but with the real one, please stand up. And uh, my God, you know, you can, you, can, you, can, uh, you can preach a good message, but I can tell when someone really knows God. And we need to know God. And, um, but tonight, I want, to talk, I want to talk to you about the Jesus that he left to live on the inside of us. I want to talk about the Jesus that lives on the inside of us. And uh, glory to God. So turn with me in your Bible. And I got a lot to say and don't know how far I'll get. So I feel like the Holy Ghost wants to do some things tonight too. And and I don't want to take forever. And I don't want to just preach the anointing away either. Um, the uh, We're a spirit-filled church. I know we got some, vest, some, get, some guests and some visitors and we're glad you're here. But we're not ashamed. We're a spirit-filled church. We believe in laying on laying hands on the sick and watching them recover. We believe in casting out evil spirits and watching people get delivered. We believe in speaking in tongues and getting your answers. We believe in hearing from God. We believe in being bold. We believe in signs and wonders and miracles. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to back down because I'm not going to ever be ashamed of the, of the greatest things, the greatest gifts that God's given me. My goodness, you know... I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not real, I'm bold, but I'm not bold about some things that people I work with because they're just, it's just not going to help them. You know, I, I'm, speaking in tongues and praying in the Holy Ghost helps me a lot, but I know it's not going to help them because they're not even ready to hear that. They're not even ready to hear that. Some of them may be, but, uh, but glory to God. But you know, you got to, glory to God, we got to be bold. We got, we got to be learn, learn to be bold with the, the, with the things that people need to hear. Hallelujah. And, get, and learn to be sensitive. My goodness. Brother Jordan was talking about wisdom. You know, uh, King Solomon had a dream and God said, I'll give you anything you want. I'll give you anything you want. 
I'll give you, I'll give you all your enemies, all your enemies to turn and come and bow to you today. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you all the gold in the world. I'll bring it to your doorstep. I'll give you anything you want. And he said, give me an understanding heart. Give me wisdom. And God said, because of that, (laughs) because of that choice right there, see, it's a choice. Because of that choice right there, you're going to walk in everything else. All your enemies will submit to you. All the gold and silver will be yours. Solomon had had dumps full of silver because it wasn't worth anything in his kingdom. (laughs) They had it mounded up in dumps because it wasn't worth anything. Because he asked for wisdom. My goodness, think about that. Whew. Glory to God. I didn't even know I had that in me. So, <laughs> Well, praise God. Turn with me to 2 Timothy. I'm going to talk about one word tonight. A couple words, actually. But uh, one strong word, and that's a word called purpose. I'm going to talk about your purpose tonight. And, um, you know, Pastor Diana mentioned and commended this group right here about your commitment to the things of God since camp. And God did an awesome thing. I know I've been different ever since. And, and uh, my goodness, the power of God's in, in this place. And, uh, but, you know, Pastor Diana commended you guys. And I, I believe tonight, and n- not, not, it's not because of me, it's just because of what God wants to do. But I, I believe tonight that if there has been any, any kind of lagging or if you've just needed a good booster shot, you know, I don't know if you ever, if you know what a booster shot is, but, but, um, but uh, I, I just believe that's what tonight is. Just a, just a refiring, just a kindling, just a fanning of the flame. And uh, glory to God. Let's read Second Timothy. I'm going to start in verse 8. If I went back to verse 6, we'd be here all night. So I'm just going to start in verse 8. And uh, glory to God. Hallelujah. I love my Bible. You know, I mean, there's, I, sometimes we use the word love too, too loosely, but I love my Bible. I love my Bible. It's one of the few inanimate objects that I love. I love my Bible. I love this Bible. I love that one down there too, but I really love this one. I love the one Brother Jordan gave me. Oh my, what a gift. But this right here, this is the one I fell in love with when I was 15 years old. And this is my third one. And this, this is my Bible. This is the one I love. And uh, glory to God. When, uh, when a girlfriend probably would have been the thing to mess me up, this is what I had. This is what I had. This is what I had. When, when, uh, when counselors in school thought that they knew what they were talking about and telling me to do certain things, this, this is what got me through <laughs> right here. This is, this is what did it. <laughs> My goodness, I could preach on anything right now. <laughs> Verse 8, Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, His prisoner. Apostle Paul talking. But share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. Now, he's just talking about suffering persecution. You know, if you're going to stand for something, not everybody's going to like it. Verse 9, and this is what I want you to see. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Verse 10. But now has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. My goodness. To which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. For I know 
And man, this verse helped me so much as a teenager. I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. And see, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but you need to, you need to, you need to decide some things and let, let God keep them. You decide it, make a decision, that's the way it's going to be, and just put, roll it over on God and let Him keep it. Let Him keep it. Well, there's more to that, but we'll get in that in a minute. Um, I want to talk to you about you have a purpose. Everyone in here has a purpose. Everyone in here. And see, a lot of times I remember growing up here and this as a teenager. And I just thought that meant, yeah, I'm called a full-time ministry. And I just thought about, you know, having crusades all over the world, jerking people out of wheelchairs and having crutches all lined up on the platform. That's what I thought my calling was. But see, I'm not just talking about that tonight. I'm talking about God has a purpose for you. Every single day. God's got a purpose for you. Every single relationship in your life, God's got a purpose for you. Every single decision you make in life, God's got a purpose for you. Every little goal you make, every single day you wake up, God's got a purpose for you. God has a purpose for you. One of the definitions of the word purpose in the, in that, in the, the Greek literal definition, and I'm not trying to get too heady, and I wish Sean was here because he would eat this up tonight, but, um, and I can't, you know, not to get too deep, but uh, that one of the, the Greek literal trans, uh, literal definition of the word purpose is the word showbread. And that, and I know I could, I'm not even going to go there because it would just get too heavy on us. But, uh, but just a simple thought about that, about that word showbread. For those of you that know a little bit about the Old Testament, the showbread has a purpose. The showbread has a very specific purpose. And I want to think about, I want you to think about your life tonight being like that. That first of all, you, uh, the, 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 the showbread is, has a dedicated purpose. Has a dedic- serves a dedicated purpose. And because of that dedicated purpose, it has a dedicated place. The showbread's meant for specific places. The showbread just can't be found anywhere and shouldn't be anywhere and doesn't get, and can't be taken away from where it's supposed to be. Very important that you're in the right places. Very important that you're in the right places in life. Very important that you let yourself get into the right places. That you make the right decisions to be in the right places. Showbread has specific ingredients. Certain things that are not allowed in the showbread. The leaven, which is a type and shadow of sin, not allowed. You have a purpose. God has a purpose for your life. God has a purpose for you to live clean. God has a purpose for you to to have certain things in you that may not be in just everybody else. Certain things in you that have been developed over time. Certain things in you that have been developed by the Word and by your faith. Certain things that have been developed in you that you just won't back down about some things. My goodness. (laughs) Yeah, certain, certain, uh, you know, only certain, only the priest could handle the showbread. So you need to be cautious who's handling your life. Need to be cautious who's handling your, your life. Need to be cautious who you're letting hand out your life. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Who's handing you out? Who's distributing you? My goodness, think about that. I, I, I can't even get into all that right now. But, uh, but uh, see, dedicated purpose. The showbread serves a purpose. The showbread was really for the other people. It was to be served and administered properly in the house of God. And that's what you're called to do. But see, there's a purpose. 
There's a purpose for you every single day of your life to live with a heart unto God, chasing after His calling, chasing after what you're supposed to do. Not See, not my, not, not my purpose. You can't live after my purpose, and I can't live after your purpose. But I wake up every day wanting to please my Heavenly Father, wanting to fulfill His purpose in my life. What's your purpose? Not just about see where I'm going, but, also, but I'm talking about living with His purpose in mind. Living with His purpose in mind. That's what I'm talking... That's what we're called to. That's what we're called to. You know, the Bible makes it very clear. You can know what the will of the Lord is. A lot of, a lot of people want to sound spiritual and talk about God being so far off and so big. He's so big that He can live in every single one on the planet if, he, if they receive it. That's how big He is. He's not far off. No. The Bible says that by the blood of Christ we've been brought near to Him. He, he's not far off. He lives on the inside of you if you receive it, if you receive Him. His Spirit becomes attached to yours and re- resurrects you in His life and power. My goodness. Well, <laughs> I'm not getting very far. And, uh, but when I think about a, a life of purpose, I think simply about a life of making purposeful spiritual choices. Choices. One after another. You know, someone said, you live, you live day by day. No, you don't. You don't live day by day. No. I've known people who were having a great day and suddenly had a terrible day. Because you live choice by choice. That's why. You live, you live from one choice to the next choice. That's how you live. And when I think about having a purpose, I think about someone learning how to make choices according to what God wants them to make. According to pleasing Him. According to His desires. For their own life. To be you, but to be who God wants you to be. Not to be uh, somebody else. You need to be cautious. Don't compare yourself to somebody else. I can't compare myself to Brother Jordan. I, I would love to get up and, and expound the Word of God the way he does, but i got to be me, and I, I just have to do that. But I do that by knowing God. That's how I do it. That's how I become myself. And um, glory to God. Choices. There's, there's a couple different choices we're all going to have to make regularly in our life. The first one uh, is called the, uh, the two-way choice. And that's when you, got, you can choose this over here on your left or you can choose this right here. But if one of them, typically when that happens, typically one of them is going to bring, bring more of the, the will of God into your life, more of the things of God, more of the blessing into your life. And another one's typically going to pull you further away from that destination. Typically. And you come to a place, and we've all been there, where if I choose this... And a lot of times our flesh may want to gravitate to this, but we got to, but we, it's one or the other. Typically one's going to take you further and typically one's going to take you further away. One will take you further into the plan of God, one will take you further away. The other one is called the one-sided choice. And that's basically when you know you got to make a decision and you got to go a certain direction when you don't have any support whatsoever. You almost have opposition from everybody you know, but you got to go that away. You got to choose that way. It would be too costly to go another direction. That's a one-sided choice. We have a pre-decided choice. Probably the most important thing you could ever do is to make a decision long before there's ever any opposition. Make a choice long before there's ever any opposition to back up from it. I was, I don't know, 12 or 13 years old when I decided I was going to live clean sexually until I got married. I didn't know that it was going to take 16 or 17 years for that to happen. And I'm not saying that as an insult. It it didn't matter. It didn't matter. 
I was going to live right and live clean. And see, God, remember what we just read. I know that he's going to keep everything I've ever committed to him. He gave me the power. He gave me the friends. He gave me the youth ministers. He gave me the pastors. He gave me every, he gave me the parents that put something in me that I could stand. God will stand by you if you make a decision. If you make a choice that I'm not going to go that way, he will, he will give every single... Man, I've seen people that got every... They, I mean, they made a decision and God gave them every single way out. Every single way out. But you know what? They didn't listen. A lot of times they didn't listen. They didn't get help from the people they, that were God, that God sent them to help. And they ended up going down the path of destruction. I love them. I'm not here to judge but the thing is, see, I've, I've learned from a long time of watching people. Man, I didn't want to go that way. I didn't want to go that way. And uh, I hope I'm helping you tonight. There's an unknown choice. An, un, an unknown choice is when you can't stay where you're at. You have to do something. But what are you going to do? You graduate high school, what are you going to do? You're going to live with mommy the rest of your life till you're 40? Living in the basement? No, what are you going to do? You've got to do something. What are you going to do with your life? What are you going to do? What do you, uh, we've all been there. There's all sit, there's, everybody's been there in that place. You know, maybe someone could lose their job. What are you going to do? You've got to choose something. What are you going to do? That's in that point you've got to hear from God. My goodness. What did we call that one? The unknown choice. Then there's the hidden choice. Now, this is the one that people don't talk about much. The hidden choice is the most important thing. It is the most important out of all five that I listed there. The hidden choice is the thing that you're not choosing to do when you know that you should be doing it all the while. The very thing that you know I should be walking in right now, but we're too wrapped up in hanging out with people all the time. Not saying there's nothing wrong with hanging out with folks, but all the time. Never having any personal time, never having any God time, never having, never having any worship time. What about just getting alone and telling God how much you love Him? Man, that'll change your life. What about, what about a couple minutes in the morning just with your Bible? What about, what about those four scriptures Pastor mentioned to go over Sunday morning? Have you been doing that? He asked you to do it. It's going to help you. He asked you for a reason. Well, the things that we should be doing all the while that we choose to neglect sometimes. Spending time with God. Spending time with the Holy Ghost. Spending time developing a relationship, a fellowship with God. That's what's going to make you strong in life. That's what's going to cause you to live with purpose. Hallelujah. My goodness, I hope I'm helping you. And um, glory to God. Don't have time to, uh, to, to get into this real deep, but you know, the Bible says in Deuteronomy 30, 19, that God said, I set before you life and death. You choose. You choose. Every choice in life is going to bring you further into the things of God, or it could possibly bring... That that that. Uh, now we're not cursed, and we're not going to. But you could choose to. You could have. You could choose to have causes in your life that would cause the curse to come upon. You could go down that path if you wanted to. You could go down that that path, and uh, but you don't have to. And uh, in Luke ten, Jesus was talking to Mary and Martha, and it said that Mary chose the good part, which was to listen, to sit at Jesus' feet, and hear the word. And said to Martha, she, she came and complained and said, Jesus, why don't you tell my sister to help me? I'm so this and that. And he said, Martha, Martha, you're troubled about many things. And see, sometimes when you make one choice to neglect the very thing that you should be walking in every single day of your life is when trouble enters in. Troubled. Troubled. The, I think the Amplified says you're anxious and just worried and concerned about stuff all the time. 
My goodness, that, see, that's not a life of purpose. That's not a life of purpose. You know, I'm not saying anything heavy here tonight. We read, we read our Bible. We pray. We have a relationship with God. We come to church. It's not complicated. It's not. It's not complicated. It's not complicated. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll get thinking about something that really sounds maybe kind of heavy spiritually, you know. But I, I don't live like that, you know. I, I just keep it simple. Just read your Bible, pray, spend time with God, come to church, learn. It's, it's easy. It's easy. My goodness, I need a... I got a lukewarm water and a cold water because I don't know which one I'm going to need. No. In this, uh, in these lights, man, I go through some water. And uh, glory to God. Hallelujah. An anxious life is a life of neglected choices. Neglected choices. Made the wrong decisions. Whew, I'm going through this faster than I thought. Praise God. Oh, mm. go to Acts 11. Go to Acts 11. I hope I'm not boring you here. I, I, glory to God, I'm excited about what God wants to do tonight. Hallelujah. You got a purpose. God's got a purpose for your life. I'm not talking about, you know, yeah, you know, the, the Bible says that he's got a good and a perfect, a good and acceptable and a perfect will of God. But that's even further out there than I want to talk about tonight. I'm just talking about living your life with God's purpose in mind, the, with you being you. And I want to talk about how we're going to get into it. We, we'll get there in a minute. But this verse, Acts 11, I don't know if I told you the right, Acts 11, 23. And I, I haven't preached this scripture in probably nine years or so. But uh, this scripture came alive to me when I was uh, an older teenager or a young adult and just blessed me a, a big time. Um, this man, revival started happening down in Antioch and the, the church got together and sent some, some, some church members down here to check this out and see what was going on and see if it was of God. So let's start in verse 22. The news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem and they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. When he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart they should continue with the Lord. I think the King James might even say, or one of them says, for the Lord, that they would continue for the Lord with purpose of heart. When you have a choice to make in your life and to make a decision, any of those five that I mentioned, what's your purpose? Why are you doing it? Are you doing it for, a, for, for, some, for, some, for some girl? Are you doing it for some guy? Are you doing it for some counselor that really thinks they know what they're talking about? Or have you heard from God? Why, why, are, you, why are you doing that? Why are you choosing that? Why, why are you choosing to go to a college that's away from your church and your pastors? Why are you doing that? I'm not saying that's wrong. Just listen. I'm not saying that's wrong. It would be wrong for me. But... Uh, but see, why are you doing that? Why? Just ask yourself why sometimes. You know, sometimes we make decisions and we never ask ourselves, what's the purpose of me doing this? That'll, that'll sometimes make you step a little lighter before you step into something. So, Why am I doing this? Because my flesh wants to and I have no control over my flesh and I'm just going to go ahead and get in trouble and wake up tomorrow going, oh my God, what did I do? Father, forgive me. Why did I do that? I'm so sorry. Yeah, and then you step right into it. Knowing that that's going to happen. Yeah, see, ask yourself why sometimes. Why, why am I going to this college? Why am I taking these kind of classes? Why am I doing this? Why am I working for this person? Why? 
I'll tell you how you know. We're going to get there in a little bit. I'll tell you. I'll tell you how you know. God gave us something to know. And I'm not talking about some heavy hearing from God. Whoa, you know, the lights come on and, and something shines out, you know, when a voice comes to you. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about something on the inside of you. Glory to God. Man, purpose of heart. Ask yourself why. What's my purpose in doing this? What's, what about your ministry of helps? What's my purpose? I want to be on the praise team so I can be seen and look cool and dress nice. And No, that's not, <laughs> that ain't going to cut it. That ain't going to cut it. I never asked to do any of that. I never asked to preach. I never asked to do anything that I'm doing. But God had a purpose. God had a purpose. I remember, well, glory to God, and I go in there. But uh, praise God, God had a purpose. And uh, hallelujah. Judge and evaluate your choices on why. Why did I do that? Why am I doing this? My goodness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Your purpose is to please God and obey Him. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah 119, that if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. God's got a good plan. He's a good God. He's not waiting around the corner for you with a baseball bat waiting to knock you upside the head. He's not. He's not. Some people think that. I don't know why anybody would think that. My wife's a nurse. She hears it all the time. Oh, God's trying to teach me something. And she said, well, you need to get a different God because... Because mine would never, ever do that. And, um, yeah, it sounds bold and strong. but we And she don't talk to him like that. But <laughs> she might give him a dose of something they pass out. Then she talks like that. But uh, glory to God. But hallelujah. But serving God's fun. Serving God's fun. My goodness. You know, you... Uh, some people think that when you get on fire for God and you want to please Him, that you're going to miss out on a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> that's the plan. To miss out on all the junk. To miss out on all the heartache. To miss out on all the lies. Because it's all lies. It's all lies. It ain't truth. It's not going to further you. It's not going to be- make you become who you're really supposed to be. It's lies. It-, it all looks good. It looks great. But it ain't. I'm telling you, it ain't got life in it. It's got death in it. My goodness. Um, go, well, let's go to 1 Corinthians real quick before we look at something. 1 Corinthians 12. And I'm kind of going to go here quick and read this. Um, I hope I'm not boring anybody. I'll get excited sometimes to keep you from dozing off on me. First uh, Corinthians 12, verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Now, we could translate that as things that pertain to this spirit realm, okay? Things that pertain to God, you know, God talking to you, you hearing from God, things in that spiritual realm. Angels could be over there. Just just the peace and joy of the Holy Ghost could be over there in that realm, okay? Things that pertain to the unseen realm, things that pertain to the spirit. He don't want us to be ignorant of it. He don't want us to be ignorant of that. Ignorant just means you're not aware, you don't know. So we should know. We should know. Verse 2. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there's a reason why he said you were carried away to these dumb idols. He's not talking, that's not our 1990s slang, oh, that's dumb, oh, that's dumb. Oh, that's dumb. Oh, that's dumb. You're dumb, man. No. 
That, that's not what he's saying. That word means mute. He didn't even know what dumb meant as far as the slang way that we would say it. No, he didn't, he didn't even know that. He's saying they can't speak to you. They can't speak to you. They don't have a voice. But the things that pertain to the Spirit can speak to you in your life, can speak to you about what to do, can speak to you about where you're supposed to be and about your purpose. See, sometimes we, and I, I and you know, we got to be cautious. We could chase after dumb idols. I was just telling Brother Amsey last week, and uh, the last time that Brother Jordan let me let me minister while he was here was the first time I met Brother Amsey. And uh, glory to God. And, uh, but I, uh, and I was telling him that, you know, I've always, I've always had strong in my heart about music and about, I'd love to, you know, wanting to be in bands and all that and wanting to, you know, there's even times that I'd like to go get some software and just make some electronic music, you know, and just give my, the thing, see, if I did that, all my time would just go to that. All my free time would go to that. And, and see, and the thing is, is I know it would be different if that was my calling. But that's not God's purpose for my life. Yeah, God's given me some gifts. Mainly, I worked on, you know, for what I have musically, more so than a, like a God-given gift or God dropped it into me. No, I just, I wanted to please God with that, so I just worked real hard at it. And I'm not preaching on that, not bragging on myself. I'm just saying that's what I did. I didn't have a gift like Bruce does, you know, to just play a forklift. And, uh, <laughs> but, um, but, um. But uh, but see that that could if I if I give myself to that it could just swallow me up and see I got I and and when I when I get over there and even even with down at the in the praise team there's things that I want I desire a little bit better sound there's some things that I when I listen to things I'm like yeah I want to change this I want to tweak this and that's all right because I want to have a spirit of excellence in what I do but at the same time I got to be very cautious getting over just that far because I'll start wanting more I'll start wanting to wanting to you know and see there's nothing wrong with being good at what you do but see if I spent if I spent time really being as good on the guitar as I'd like to be I, I would lose out because I'd be chasing after something that I'm really not called to do. And, um, and, uh, but see, you got to learn. But see, I'm called to do it here and serve the house, so I do it to the best of my, my ability. But I'm not working super hard on my ability because I know that that's something that would get me away from what God's really called me to do. I'm really helping you tonight if you're listening. And, um, but see, we got to learn the things that are really idols in our life or the things that's really speaking. The things that are really speaking. Now, I, I need to get going here and get moving. Go to John chapter 14. And I don't know how, how long we're going to camp on this, but this will be, be the heavy of why we came tonight. Bust out the Amplified for John 14. Let me get a drink of water while I hear pages turning. And let me preface this a little bit with saying that Jesus had a ministry for three and a half years and he said, I'm sending my spirit. I'm sending him, I'm sending him, I'm sending him, I'm sending him. And then when it came down to crunch time, he said, I'm going to have to go. I got to go. I got to go so I can send him. I've got to go. It's expedient. It's to your advantage, the Amplified says, that I go so that I can send the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit came into the earth, he brought us a wonderful gift. If you look at it, every time he showed up in the New Testament, yeah, there was other manifestations, 
but he brought speaking in tongues into the planet. It was never there before. It was never there before. And then when he showed up, and every time he showed up after that, it showed up with it because it's the evidence of really having the real thing. Now, you receive the Spirit of God when you get saved because that's the power of God that resurrects your spirit. But there's another experience of receiving the Holy Ghost. And I'm not really here to minister to that tonight. It could happen, I'm sure. But uh, praise God. But I want to talk about your helper. I want to talk about your helper. Uh, uh, 1426. And I'm going to read this in the New King James real quick, and then I'll read it in the Amplified. And uh, I don't know if you're ready for the Amplified. (laughs) But uh, verse 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. See, he's sent in Jesus' name. He has Jesus' authority to be here in the earth. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said. Peace, peace I leave with you. See, that's what we're going to talk about tonight because that's how, that's how you stay in God's purpose is by the peace of God. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let's read the Amplified. But the Comforter, the Counselor, the Helper, the Intercessor, your Advocate, your Strengthener, and your Standby. (laughs) He's always there. He's always there. And that Standby means, it's kind of like on Brother Jordan's amp back here, it's got a Standby switch on, where if you don't want those tubes to get really hot, you could just turn it on Standby. It's still on, but you're not going to get any sound out of it. And all you got to do is flip that switch. See, the Holy Ghost is always there, and and whenever you just flip the switch and turn Him on, you get who He is. You get His power, His strength, His comfort, Him to advocate for you. Man, that is so good. I'm so glad I got a helper. I'm so glad. My goodness, got a helper and a comforter. My goodness, I had a, I'm so glad I had the comforter in high school. When I made decisions, you know, I didn't realize it so much. Now looking back, some people were flat mean to me. I mean, they were ugly because I chose to serve God. I didn't realize it then. You know, I, I thought they liked me. But I didn't, looking back now, I'm like, oh, they were actually like dissing me and making fun of me. And I didn't realize it. I thought they were cool with me. I was like, yeah, and smiling, laughing while they're, while they're joking on me. They're like, what's this guy's problem? We're making fun of it. <laughs> um, glory to God. Whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. Mm, my goodness. He will teach you all things, and He will cause you to recall, will remind you of, and bring to your remembrance everything I've told you. Verse 27, peace. Now see, these are not two different things. He's saying the Holy Spirit is His peace. Peace I leave with you, my own peace. Now now I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. And do not permit yourselves to be fearful, intimidated, and cowardly, and unsettled unsettled <laughs> my goodness the peace see there's two kinds of peace there's a head peace and then there's a heart peace and there's times when you cannot be peace in your head but you can have peace in your heart and you always go with that you always go with that and there could be times that 
because you don't get any peace in your mind that it keeps you from tuning in and learning. And see, that's a whole different thing. But you get so enveloped in things that you never learn how to tune into the peace of God that's on the inside of you. And you miss things that you should have pursued for God's purpose in your life, but you never sensed His peace on it. Because sometimes we get too wound up. We get, and we don't give ourselves to the Holy Spirit enough. Because He is the peace. The more you give yourself to Him, the more, the more you give to yourself to speaking in other tongues and praying in the Holy Ghost, the more you're going to take part of His personality. Jesus just explained in that verse the person of the Holy Ghost. The person of the Holy Ghost. He's a personality. And oh, He's a gift. Jesus said, I got to go. I gotta go so that you can so that you can so I can get this to you. I gotta go. It's important. Glory to God. Go to Colossians. Go to Colossians. I know we're tracking through some verses tonight, but my goodness. Who gave me a that's good over there? Who was uh, come on, Justin. You help me. I got my attention. And uh <laughs> Come on, Colossians three fifteen. Glory to God. And let not the... Uh, well, let's start in verse 14. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. And I've heard this preached before, and I didn't just get it from somebody else, but the Holy Ghost spoke this to me and, and enlightened me and reminded me of this truth. But you know, this, the peace of God... And see, we're going to develop it. We're going to strengthen it. We're going to make it louder in our life by giving ourselves to fellowship and with the Holy Ghost. And it's important that you learn it because it's by that peace that you learn. That, that word there, rule, means umpire. Just to, to umpire things in your life. You know what an umpire does in baseball? He rules if you're safe or if you're not safe. Yeah, you're safe here. You're safe here. You're, you, you're sitting in that counselor's office looking at degrees and what you're going to do for the next semester of classes. And you're bugged on the inside. You're not at peace. You're, dis, you're, not, you're, you're agitated. You're not settled. It ain't right. You need to listen to that. Don't keep pushing ahead. You'll waste time. You'll waste time. I'm not, and I'm not trying to be heavy. And I'm not trying to be like a cosmic killjoy or nothing. But you'll waste time. Y'all didn't know I knew that term. You probably don't even know what it means. But um, it just means like someone rains on your parade. That's all it means. And um, it's like when you want to go to the, to the senior homecoming and someone grounds you, that's a cosmic killjoy. And, uh, but uh, but uh, glory to God, where was I? It's an umpire. It's an umpire. Rules things in your life. Yeah, you're inbounds. You're inbounds. Keep going. Keep going. No, you're getting out of bounds. You're getting out of bounds. See, it's ruling in your life. It's umpiring in your life. That's what the peace of God is for. That's what the peace of God is for. My goodness. You know, and think about that. Just just as simple, you know, I got all kind of examples. I can remember coming back from, from Bible school and serving another ministry in Texas, and I came back here, and I was having a hard time finding a job, and Sonny said, go down to Fire King. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I want a labor-type job. You know, I, don't, I was really hoping and putting my faith out there for something better. But I went down there, and, and I applied for that job. And I, and I walked out of the HR's office, and I knew on the inside 
I was at peace. I was like, I could work here. I didn't even know nothing about it. The first, the first day on the job, they put me on this job that one of the engineers came by and said, oh, yeah, everybody they put over here on the first day leaves at lunch, just so you know. No one's ever made it a full day on the first day. And I said, wow. Well, and I made it. And, uh, and then glory to God. God's promoted me and moved me forward in the company and, and uh, doing, you know, working with people that have college educations, and I do not. But I'm doing what they do, and I'm just as good at them, if not better, at what I do. And I'm not saying that in a bragging way, but I'm saying, see, you've got to be led by the peace. And every single day, even today, our job's changing a little bit. There's some other companies involved, and some of the other people are getting real frustrated and real negative. But I'm loving it because I'm at peace on the inside. The Holy Ghost is telling me, get all you can. Get everything you can from it. Take every opportunity. So I'm taking every opportunity. And see, they don't have what I have, or they don't know what I know. And I'm not saying that in a bragging way. and just saying that's what it's there for, the peace of God, the peace of God. And I'm just, I'm just, I think I'm just done because I don't, glory to God. I have things we could say, but just uh, glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Would you all stand with me tonight? Just reverently, let's worship God. Morgan, if you could come to the keyboard.